This is Brand USA Talks Travel, elevating the conversation about international travel to the United States. Here's your host, Mark Lapidus. As I recall, you speak Spanish, Portuguese, and of course, English. Do you dream in all three? La verdad es que casi no sueño, lamentablemente. Unfortunately, I hardly ever dream. I assume that was Spanish. Correcto. Aaron Wooden Schwartz is Brand USA's Senior Vice President of Public Affairs. Aaron works with our federal partners and key industry groups to ensure implementation of the Travel Promotion Act, communicate U.S. travel policies, and he develops collaborative opportunities to promote inbound travel to the United States. Aaron joined Brand USA in November 2011. Welcome back to Brand USA Talks Travel, Aaron. Great to be back on the pod, Mark. Thanks for having me. We're always telling people that Brand USA is a public-private partnership, but I find that a lot of people don't understand what that means. Could you explain it? Yeah, absolutely. Public-private partnerships are something that we've been hearing a lot about for quite a while now, and it's a very buzzy term. In general, what that means is to leverage the best of the private sector with its ingenuity, with its flexibility, alongside the public sector with its public-oriented mission, its funding structure, and its ability to give the official premature. In the case of Brand USA, we really do leverage the best of both worlds. We were set up in 2010 by an act of Congress called the Travel Promotion Act. It sets us up as a nonprofit, non-governmental organization in order for us to be able to leverage the best of the private sector, which is our creativity, our agility, our ability to think big, and our ability to work with lots of private sector entities. But at the same time, it leverages the best of the public sector in order to help us accomplish our public service-oriented mission. It sets up a funding structure that uses a fee collected by the Department of Homeland Security from visa waiver travelers. It sets up a board of directors that gets appointed by the government, by the Secretary of Commerce, in conjunction with the Secretaries of State and Homeland Security. And it makes us responsive on an annual basis, or sometimes more frequently, to the Congress to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And so it really does allow us to leverage the imprimatur in the funding structure from the government, but use our expertise and our agility and our creativity to work with our friends in the private sector to tell the best stories we can tell about the United States. To distill this down, what it means is companies like Expedia, United Airlines, even destinations like, I don't know, Visit California can work with Brand USA in conjunction with the federal government. Absolutely. In some ways, it's actually kind of an ingenious setup because these are all folks that are competitors with each other. Normally, they would be spending money domestically but also abroad in competition with each other, fighting for their piece of the pie. This creates a much more efficient use of the money. It allows those competitors actually to pool resources through this entity, Brand USA, to help grow the pie for everybody. And then each of those entities can compete for those visitors when that larger pie of visitors is coming here to this country. So I'm curious, could Brand USA do what we do as a private organization? And on the flip side of that, could the government do what Brand USA does if it were a public entity? Great question. And I'll take the second part first. It could not. The government is really good at many things, but also is beholden to many policies that would make it really difficult to do some of the things that we need to do. For example, procuring media. We spend, obviously, lots of money here on media around the world to help deliver our content, deliver our messaging. That would be something that would be really difficult for a government agency to do on a regular basis and at the scale that we do it. Our ability to forge innovative partnerships with friends at destinations or in the corporate sector would be really challenging for a public entity to do. So we really do have that flexibility, that agility, and that creativity that comes with being a non-governmental organization. On the other side, Brand USA would not be able to do what we need to do if we were purely a private sector entity. 
first of all, before Brand New Soy was created, none had cropped up. So it was not something that was deemed commercially viable by entrepreneurs in our space. But more fundamentally than that, we are able to leverage, again, that funding stream that's coming from the visitors themselves, from the visa waiver countries, in order to help incentivize the industry to pool resources and to help add and create value above and beyond what any individual entity could do and try to do things that only we can do at scale at the national level. We would not be able to achieve that scale. We would not be able to achieve that official and premature if we were not set up as a public-private organization. Two-part question for you. As a public-private partnership, what is Brand USA's specific role, and could you describe the government's oversight of Brand USA? Well, our specific role is a pretty amazing one. It's to tell amazing stories about the United States to inspire visitors from around the world to realize their dreams here in our country. And by doing so, we are creating economic vitality in communities of all shapes and sizes, both in gateways, beyond gateways, and in places that you might not expect. So part of our job is to create economic vitality. Part of our job is to make sure that those benefits are spread throughout the country to communities and geographies that might not otherwise be touched by the international visitor economy. And of course, to make sure that travelers are well prepared to come here with information about travel policies. In terms of the oversight, we have a really well-functioning system with our friends in the government. We are left to do what we do best, which is to tell those inspiring stories, so long as it is meeting the broad criteria laid out in the law. So we do have our board of directors that gets appointed by the Secretary of Commerce. We have an annual business plan that we actually submit to the Secretary of Commerce, and the Secretary will approve actually our annual objectives each year. And then on the back end of that, we write our annual report that goes to various committees in Congress to show how we did against our business plan from the year before. And then obviously, whenever we submit requests for matching funds, be they from cash contributions or in-kind contributions, there's a really well-structured process that we've really perfected over the years with our friends at Commerce and Treasury to make sure that those funds are appropriately vetted but expeditiously distributed. I'm sure that the Travel Promotion Act, like any other act of Congress, is specific. So could you describe the actual act and then explain how Brand USA works both within and beyond that mandate? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, listeners, you can feel free to go online to actually read the act itself. One night when you can't sleep. It might take a couple of nights and put you to sleep. But actually, if you go to thebrandusa.com to our corporate site, you actually can see a version that shows some of the changes that have been made over the course of two reauthorizations since the initial passage in 2010. But we are set up to promote international travel to the United States and to make sure that the economic benefits are widely shared across communities, across different geographies and demographics. We're also tasked to make sure that we're communicating visa and entry policy. If we see things out there that are misinterpretations of policy to help try to correct those. It's really an awesome charge. In some ways, very simple. In some ways, so broad that there's so much room for us to grow and innovate. And to your question about do we go beyond that, we absolutely do go beyond that. Certainly in that sort of public-private collaboration space, we really have a significant interest in leveraging the best of the government world for our purposes and to share one united vision, one united message to the world. So for example, we run a lot of programs with our friends at U.S. embassies and consulates throughout the world, both in the 20 or so markets where Brand USA has a sustained presence, but also in the hundreds of markets where we don't have a presence. Similarly, there's a lot of assets that we can leverage for our content, for our programming here domestically. Our national treasures that the National Park Service or the U.S. Forest Service or our friends at the Fish and Wildlife Service or the Marine Sanctuaries run by NOAA. There's so much, there's a rich tapestry of incredible experiences. In fact, if you measure out the surface area of the country, about a third of it is a public land or water. And so we really want to work very closely with those agencies to tell those stories, to tell the right story, and to try to showcase both the iconic and the lesser known destinations that a visitor might want to see. What are a few of the success stories that demonstrate how this partnership works in real life? 
One is, as you know, Mark, we've done a series of giant screen films that have been widely successful. In 2016, National Parks Adventure, in 2018, America's Musical Journey, and then in 2020 and continuing till today, Into Nature's Wild. Those have been great tools for collaboration with our friends. In the case of National Parks Adventure, of course, we made that film in celebration of the centennial of the National Park Service. And so we did a lot with our friends at the Park Service to put that together. But across all three films, we have our own commercial distribution, which is getting in front of millions and millions of highly qualified audience around the world. But we've actually been able to use those as tools to work with our friends at embassies and consulates. We've actually put together more than four or five dozen events and key markets beyond where we have a normal distribution to actually showcase these films and these experiences to those populations. So we work with U.S. ambassadors around the world. We work with our friends at the commercial service and at the State Department to actually put together these events in country to help showcase the best of the United States. It gives them a great tool to use to promote the United States, and it gives us even more reach across our amazing content that we've put together. Another example would be the upcoming show IPW, which is the biggest travel trade show in the United States. Brand USA, of course, has a major presence there, but so do many of our friends in the federal government. And it's really in our interest that we all present one united story, one united front that's welcoming and that's cohesive to the world of travel. And so we work with sometimes as many as a dozen different federal agencies to set up one cohesive presence there called Federal Row. And we work with them on the creative and the branding to make sure that it's integrated together with our presence and that we're all presenting one you know, united, welcoming story for the international travel trade to engage with. And that's really successful. I've seen Federal Row. It's really cool looking. It looks pretty cool. And they all have full appointment books. They are doing you know, hundreds of global entry enrollments. It really runs the gamut from our public lands to nuts and bolts enrolling into some of these trusted traveler programs and much, much more. So it really is another nice example, I would say, of our public-private collaboration. Aaron, what do you say to destinations that have yet to work with Brand USA? They should give us a call. They should work with Brand USA. And uh, certainly many, many destinations around this country work with us every day to target their international messaging and to target consumers around the world. And in some cases to work with us on some of these public-private collaborations as well. I think sometimes people don't realize that we work with so many small destinations. You know, they hear a lot about the big ones, but we work with a lot of small ones like Clarksdale, Mississippi, for example. We just did a video series with them for Go USA TV. I mean, who would think that a little place like Clarksdale, Mississippi would be doing international marketing? Small but mighty. And Clarksdale, Mississippi is a great example of, you know, we talk a lot about authentic storytelling. And sometimes I think maybe we overuse that word authentic, but that's an example of something that you really can only see and do in the United States. It's something that is not normally top of mind. If a French or a German or a Japanese traveler is thinking about the United States, it probably is not going to naturally occur to them. But when you put that content in front of them, it sparks something that they say, I knew that about the United States. I want to go see that myself. Last question. What's your advice about how destinations, both for cities and states, work with their own local governments? First of all, I imagine that many of them do work with their local government. Some of them, in fact, are government agencies. In some cases, the state tourism offices are, in fact, government employees. At some cases, at the city level, they're government employees. But in many cases, they're not. But they are responsive to their city council, to their county supervisors, or to their state legislature. But one thing that many people might not realize is actually that the federal government doesn't only exist in Washington, D.C. In fact, there are millions of federal employees around the country doing functions from being stewards of our national treasures to doing economic development work to our friends at the commercial service who are helping businesses and destinations do exports. Um, There's actually a lot of possibility at the state and local level to leverage some of these federal assets that not everybody might be aware of. 
Well, I know you're going to be at IPW, and I would imagine you welcome any of our partners to come drop by the Brand USA booth to say hello. Please come say hello. Mark, you'll be there recording your podcast. People can come you know, make faces at you. And check out Federal Row as well, because it really does give a sense of the majesty of what we have in this country. Aaron, thanks a lot for joining me at Brand USA Tax Travel. Thanks, Mark. Your feedback is welcome. Email us at podcast at thebrandusa.com or call 202-793-6256. Brand USA Talks Travel is produced by Asher Mirovich, who also composes music and sound. Engineering by Brian Watkins. Please share this podcast with your friends in the travel industry. You may also enjoy many of our archived episodes, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. Safe travels.